Yo, it's the circuit. We're doing 2014 rap rankings today. I'm joined by our social media expert, Lillian. <laughs> we had Vine, we had Twitter, we had celebrity nudes being leaked in 2014. Hot. What a time to be alive, Lillian. What a time. Did you, have a, did you have a Vine in 2014? Of course. What kind of loser didn't have a Vine? I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I definitely did. Um, it was great. Way better than TikTok. Okay, calm down. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into our rankings. 2014, comparatively like calm year. And then J. Cole comes out of nowhere in December, drops a crazy album. And we'll start there. One seed, J. Cole. Two seed, Young Thug. Three seed, Chance the Rapper. Four seed, Rick Ross. Five seed, Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> Six seed, Schoolboy Q. Seven seed, YG. And at the eighth seed, we have the play in bracket between I Love McConan and Ray Shremard, two of my favorite artists of all time. It's really a battle. Did you enjoy Tuesday by I Love McConan more than No Type by Ray Shremard? Ooh, they're both great. They're both bops. What I love about 2014 hip hop is how simplistic things got. Of course, you had people like Gucci Mane in the mid-2000s who were doing mm -hmm. really like simple, almost nursery-style rhymes. But when you think about No Type or you think about Tuesday, it's not even that their voices are that amazing. It's just these earworm hooks that get stuck in your brain. Fuck, man. I love those songs. <laughs> Which I one do you like? Oh, you tell me first. Which one do you like? I almost, here's my thing. I love, I love McConan's year. You have songs like I Don't Sell Molly oh. No More. You have, you know, Swervin. Mm. Um, he got with Metro Boomin', Mike Will Made It, Sunny Digital, like really early. And he had this, like I said, this extemporaneous kind of like little B, everything's coming to my mind and I'm just rapping what's on the top of my head type of flow. Yeah. But I feel like you couldn't escape Ray Schremer, No Flex Zone. Or Ray Schremer, No Type, in 2014. What about Up Like Trump? Ooh. They were so <laughs> early on Trump in 2014. That song was such a hit. I still love it. It's just funny how it just like turned out to be like Donald Trump ended up being the president and they had a song so early on about Trump. Yeah, it was before he even announced his presidency. Yeah. Um, Mac Miller, Donald Trump, or Ray mm -hmm. Schremer, Up Like Trump? I'm sorry, Mac. I'm going to go with Ray Shremard. I'm going to go with them at the 8th seed. Do you agree with me on that? Yes. Let's go with them. Uh, even though Drake's verse on Tuesday with I Love McConan. Classic. Classic. When he said he had Zans in the Advil bottle, <laughs> I was like, I don't relate to that, but it's very timely. Yes. Uh, going up against 1C, J. Cole. Listen, he dropped 2014, Forest Hill Drive. December 9th, 2014, uh, four singles, apparently, Wet Dreams, No Role Models, and Love Yours, big hits. It sold 353,000 copies first week. And this really started the whole like, you know, the whole platinum with no features. Mm -hmm. That was the main argument for J. Cole fans on Twitter is that this guy was going platinum with no features. And ultimately, I think it ended up like, hurting him because people started to make fun of him for that. Yeah. 
It's However, a, no role. Sorry to interrupt, but no role models. That was a bop. I love the beat to that song. It's fire. Yeah, um, I think the production on the whole album is great. Agreed. But he's kind of an artist for people who listen to like audiobooks. <laughs> like J. Cole is kind of the guy you listen to before you go to sleep. Do you like audiobooks? No, which is why I don't <laughs> like J. Cole that much. I feel you a thousand percent. Um, God, so yeah, the super energetic Ray Schrammerd versus like the human night quill J. J. Cole. Um, I'm, personally, I feel like I'm going to go for Ray Schrammerd still. However, I just like a couple of songs from J. Cole. I've never been a huge fan. I so. think that's why he should win because despite of his, um, you know, persona of being kind of the backpack rapper of the mm -hmm. 90s of the yesteryear, he had some hits this year mm -hmm. that related to a lot of different people. Let's go with J. Cole winning at the one seed. All right. Let's do it. All right, move on. Two seed, Young Thug. Versus seven seed YG. YG is like a composite gangster rapper. It's like if, if like a record label had like typed in a computer like, make us a West Coast gangster rapper. Like YG would just like pop out. <laughs> That's really funny. Did you ever listen to YG? Yeah, I did. He's just like a faceless rapper though. I feel like nobody actually knows anything about him. Uh, other than he worked a lot with DJ's Mustard this year, had hits like Who Do You Love with Drake. Just wanted to give him some credit because that DJ Mustard sound was all over the radio in 2014. Mm -hmm. But fuck, if, if you're driving around like LA, no one's listening to like YG. Okay, I was about to ask you. No one. Yeah. It's like if you're driving around Miami, no one's no listening one. like Rick Ross. Like no one's like, yeah, man, like turn on that Rick Ross. Like, you know? That's funny. No, I mean, who listens to YG? I don't, I don't fucking know. If you do, I don't know. Somebody's paying you to do so. He's yeah. going up against two seed Young Thug. Listen, Young Thug dropped potentially the two greatest songs of all time, Stoner mm -hmm. and Lifestyle. Classic. And I Need War featuring T.I. Oof. Did you like those collaborations with T.I.? I love them. <laughs> I really did. Because he also had that song, All About the Money, which came out in 2014, which was a big hit yes, with T.I. I love that song. Do you like it? I think I Astral projected the first time <laughs> I heard it. So fire. I loved it. I mean, you think about certain songs you listen to for the first time. The first time you ever listened to The Beatles. Mm. The first time you ever listened to Michael Jackson. For me, 2014, the first time I ever listened to Young Thug. These are landmark moments in our life, Lily, and I'm going with 2 seed Young Thug. Fuck YG. Yeah. Uh, uh, right? No question. Yeah, no. It'll be Young Thug. Uh, three seed, moving on, three seed, Chance the Rapper versus six seed, Schoolboy Q. <laughs> Guys, if you listen to the 2020 podcast we did with Lillian, you know she loved Don Tolliver. But she might like Schoolboy Q in 2014 more than that, right? Yeah. 2014, um, Schoolboy Q is like my John Tolliver in 2020. He dropped Oxymoron, debuted at number one. 
selling 139,000 copies. So he was doing, he was pushing numbers. Can you believe Oxymoron was the first CD I've ever owned? Really? You bought the actual physical CD? Yes. See, I feel like Schoolboy Q at this time really had a cool fan base. Like he was always on Vine with Mac Miller. Yes. And they're just like drinking lean and like smoking backwoods and just. I love it. Making fun of each other. Yes. I love it. My favorite song from the whole album would be Hell of a Night, by the way. I astral project listening to that song. Great house party vibes, right? <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, no, I love Schoolboy Q's records this year. He also had Collar Greens with Kendrick. He had Man of the Year. He had Studio, oh which was a great God. like R&B crossover hit. You guys just have to listen to the album. Like, if you're ever like high or drunk, just like put your windows down, let the wind hit your hair, and just like listen to it. It's a vibe, I promise. As Schoolboy Q like crankily raps, he's such like a cranky <laughs> rapper. He's always like, "Yeah, and I'm gonna break the bank." I love it though. I fuck with it. Should I retire my impersonations <laughs> of rappers on? The pot. I feel like I should stop doing that. No, it's honestly really humorous. Please never stop. Um, can I do an impersonation of Chance the Rapper? Do it. Yeah, I love my wife. Yeah, I love my wife. Riding a bike. Riding a bike. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> do you think it's possible for anyone to love their wife as much as Chance the Rapper? No. The thing we have to remember about 2014 Chance is there was this whole different view of him because he had released Acid Rap in 2014. And the idea was he had rapped the whole mixtape while he was on Acid. You enjoy it? The mixtape? I think everybody did. If you were in a college dormitory <laughs> or if you were in high school mm -hmm. when Acid Rap came out, it was the one album that like your friends were telling you about. Mm -hmm. It wasn't on the radio. It wasn't getting like a huge YouTube play. Wasn't like Vine viral. It was something your friend rolled up a blunt or poured you a drink to and said, Oh, have you heard this song by Chance the Rapper? And you're like, Oh, who's Chance the Rapper? That's the type of experience it was. And we didn't know these corny, like, shit about Chance the Rapper. We didn't know that he was like this Bible humping, Kanye West loving rapper. We just knew that he was this guy who took acid and rapped and was stretching his voice while also being super lyrical. Um, if you did this podcast in 2014, Chance the Rapper might win, but <laughs> it hasn't aged that well. I'm sorry. I'm going with Schoolboy Q for this one. Yeah? Yeah. That's my opinion. Why? It's my choice. Just because I feel like he really killed it with Oxymoron. I feel like I'm, maybe I'm biased because I really enjoyed that album. So... There's a lot of Chance the Rapper fans that are going to be disappointed. His wife is probably super disappointed. I don't know if she's listening or not. But Okay, we'll, we'll give the upset to Schoolboy Q at the sixth seed. So you agree. Do you want to fucking do it? I want to do it. I just think if you actually look back on some of those hits, you think about Schoolboy Q, the way he was kind of using social media at the time. He always like capitalized the H in his tweets yes. and shit. Yeah. He was ahead of his time. Um, he was. I feel like even though he's kind of irrelevant now, I think he aged well with that. Yeah. Um, moving on, four seed Rick Ross versus five seed Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> Before TikTok, Bobby Shmurda was Vine viral. Yeah. <laughs> Remember his like he tossed his hat 
in the that, vine and that was super viral. It's still, that aged well as a meme. Well, did his hat ever land? I, I don't know. I feel like it just like, I have no idea. I think it disappeared. I think when Elon Musk sent like the Tesla <laughs> into the solar system, they're like, holy shit, is that Bobby Schmurter's hat? That hat probably landed on the dummy in the Tesla that Elon Musk sent out. It comes space. back to Earth and it orbit <laughs> and it has like a New York Yankees like fitted on and has like Timbal. Okay, we're <laughs> taking that a little too far. The thing I loved about Bobby Schmurter and that song in 2014 was like, you know, the whole Schmoney dance thing was fun. Yeah. Um, but really it's just him snitching on himself and his friends for like three minutes straight. Like it's literally the, like him snitching as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think at one point he's like, my, my cousin did a murder over on six. It's, he's literally like the feds were writing everything down. They're like, are you getting this? Are you getting this? Like, um, he also had some other hits that people don't give him credit for in 2014. Right. Um, I'm trying to... He had, like, Bobby Bitch. Yes, that's he had, searching. He had computers with Rowdy Rebel. Um, Bobby Bitch was 2014? That's what I was trying to figure out. I think he went to prison. Like, he had, like, the smallest window of popularity in 2014. Um, going up against Rick Ross, who... I don't know. Kind of stale at, the, at this point in 2014. He dropped Mastermind in March 2014, debuted at number one with first week sales of 179,000 copies. Then he dropped another album, Hood Billionaire, in November. Um, I don't know. Whenever I think of Rick Ross, I just think of Wingstop now. Same. And just get hungry. Because of that documentary. What documentary? There was a documentary or something that Rick Ross was in and all he talked about was Wingstop. And he was he sat with the interviewer, and they were eating Wingstop, and I, I completely forgot the name of the guy that interviews like these famous people, and like they go to like their favorite places to eat. But that's why I think of Wingstop when I think of. Rick He's Rock. a co-owner. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only legacy of this year is that he dropped multiple albums that sound like some NBA young boy shit. But let's just like, Bobby Shmurda really left his imprint on. 2014 with the shmoney dance and the viral hits and I think so too. I think more so than Rick Ross that year. So now we'll have five seed Bobby Shmurda move on against one seed J. Cole. Um listen, Bobby Shmurda love the fact that, you know, he had Beyonce and Jay-Z doing the shmoney dance. Uh, love the fact that there's that viral video of him like dancing on the table of the at the record label and it's a bunch of white people sitting around the table and they're looking at him like he's crazy and he's just dancing. Do you know that video? Yeah, I remember that video. There's so many internet memes surrounding Bobby Shimerda, <laughs> but he really only had a couple of songs. J. Cole had a landmark album this year. Um, I think I just got to go with, with J. Cole. Same. Same. Agreed. Moving on. Um, God, just getting down to the wire here now. <laughs> Two seed, Young Thug versus six seed, Schoolboy Q. Now, Young Thug and Schoolboy Q. Hmm. The thing about Young Thug in 2014 is he was at his most incoherent. 
<laughs> like he sounds way more polished in like 2021. You know, uh, he was screaming, he was growling, he was all over the place. It sounded completely different than what you were used to. But don't you think that's what made Young Thug? Like, that's what people liked from him back then? It's what frightened people. <laughs> no, I'm serious. When Stoner first came out... Love that song. He was taking it in so many different directions, stretching his vocals. A lot of people were like, what the fuck is this shit? And it was almost this like market overcorrection. Because when you think about like 2013, think of like Drake, ASAP Rocky, Kanye with Yeezus. You think about big hip hop heavyweights. And then you get into 2014, you have these people like I Love McConan, Ray Schremert, and Young Thug, who are just taking the rap game in such, stretching it to melodic heights that had never been before. Um, you think about certain landmark songs that probably shifted the trajectory of hip hop. Nothing but a G thing by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Back that ass up by Juvenile. Like Day and Night by Kid Cudi. And I'm not even joking when I say this. Lifestyle by Young Thug is a landmark song. And we wouldn't have the songs we have today. We wouldn't have The Box by Roddy Rich if it wasn't for Lifestyle by Young Thug. We really wouldn't. And people had no idea what he was even saying. Living life like a... He was totally off the walls with that song. And to counterbalance it with Rich Homie Kwan. I'm sorry, Lillian. I got to go two-seed Young Thug beating Schoolboy Q. Unless you have a better argument for me. Oh, my God. I mean... I feel like I'm betraying the album that I loved the most that year. But... I guess I'll have to agree. He did have really good features. I feel like he was a little more mainstream than Schoolboy Q was. Like, so I guess I'll go with Young Thug. I disagree because he wasn't mainstream. It was... Stoner? Stoner. Lifestyle was playing in clubs. If you were at a frat house in 2014, Lifestyle was blaring on the speakers. It was... Do you know anyone that was blasting Oxymoron? Yes. Really? My point is okay. that Young Thug... 50% of the people loved it, and 50% of the people said, get this shit off. Because they didn't know what it was. It was like Elvis Presley in 1950s. Old people were like, what the fuck is this dude gyrating on the screen for? That was Young Thug. Really? So you don't think Young Thug was more like mainstream than Schoolboy Q that year? No, really? no. Schoolboy Q was all over the radio. Young Thug was too. I'm just saying there was a lot of anti-Young Thug sentiment at the time just because he wasn't rapping straight bars. He was almost whining on hooks. Um, I, I love this year for Young Thug in 2014 because everyone hated him so much this year. Do you think you're biased? Because in what you way? Because really, you really love Lifestyle, it seems. Was that like your favorite song of that year? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like a do it's this this is a really hard debate because you're like talking to someone that oxymoron like that was my life that year and then you it's like lifestyle like you really like that song. But when you think of 2021 rap, mm -hmm. what made more of an impact? Why not both? Schoolboy Q. You don't think so? Is not what radio sounds like. No. 
you're right. Stoner and lifestyle, which sounded like absolutely nothing else at the time, mm-hmm. is what mainstream hip hop radio sounds like all together now. Do you think like um, Playboy Cardi and like rappers like that kind of like fed off of that era of Young Thug? Hell yeah. Okay, then you're right. Cause you had Future doing different things with his voice. Mm-hmm. You had you know Young Thug's best friend Rich Homie Quan doing different things with his voice. Yeah. But I think Young Thug, even his persona, how androgynous he was at this time. You didn't know if he was gay or not. You didn't know if. He was wearing dresses. He was this alien. He had like a septum piercing. Yeah. He sets the table. Doesn't he kind of remind you of Lil Uzi? <laughs> he gave birth to Lil Uzi. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I think. That's why I'm going to go with Two Seed Young Thug. Okay, I agree. I'm agreeing. Now he has to go up against One Seed J. Cole. <laughs> that's funny. Young Thug against J. Cole. One um one thing I want to say about J. Cole is in 2014 he came out with the song Fire Squad. Disc record aimed at Eminem, Justin Timberlake, Macklemore, Iggy Azalea, basically all the white people in hip hop. And basically he was saying like award shows, the record label industry, it's all rooted in capitalism. Um and it was it was this great observation. However, it felt a little bit like an old man yelling at a cloud. <laughs> and when J. Cole really started to like become like almost like a T.I. type figure where he's just like bad mouthing either white rappers or young rappers or mumble rappers. That's what kind of spurred the whole like fuck J. Cole movement, because after this, you had Rappers literally saying at shows, like rappers like Lil Pump and Smoke Perp, and you can think whatever you want about them, but they almost like cultivated a fan base that was anti-intellectual. Mm-hmm. That was anti-J. Cole. And J. Cole's records like Fire Squad, Wet Dreams, No Role Models, they're more reminiscent of like Slick Rick in the early 90s, like this boom bap storytelling hip hop. And because of this, like the rap that followed this is almost anti-intellectual. It's almost like a response to how articulate J. Cole was. It's like, we pop Xanax, we drink lean. We're not, we're not J. Cole. We're not J. Cole's backpack listener fans. That's why this is such an interesting matchup against Young Thug. Yeah, it is. Did you listen to any of these people in 2014? Young Thug. Yeah. I mean, J. Cole, I mean, there's probably like a couple of songs, like No Role Models is my favorite. Um, but for that year, I would have to say Young Thug, for sure. One other thing I love about Young Thug in this year is that he announced that his album, which never, it didn't come out, but he's like, I'm going to release my album called Barter 6. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I think it did, but... The fact that he was trolling Lil Wayne with that is like early trolling in hip hop. You know, the way, yeah, it did come out. out, Yeah, yeah. Barter Six did come out. 2015. It reminds me of like Mario Judah trolling Playboy Cardi to drop Whole Lot of Red. But that's, he's also copying Lil Wayne. No, but that's the, 
he's not copying him. He's trolling him because Lil Wayne at the time couldn't release mm -hmm. Carter Six because of the record issues with Birdman. Yeah. And so Young Thug was, instead of paying homage to his OGs like hip hop had been doing, he almost trolled his OG. He's a troll. He's a huge troll. Most rappers 2014 and after are trolls. They're really <laughs> internet trolls. That's what they are. But that's what kind of blows you up and gets eyeballs on you, unfortunately. That's why I say Young Thug at the two seeds can upset one seed J. Cole. When you just think about influence, the way he was stretching his voice, the way he was kind of this troll-like figure, the anti-intellectual figure of hip-hop. I was low-key annoyed by him that year, but I fucked with his music, so... That's what all rappers became. Like, they annoyed yeah. you, but you still had to check in with them. Yeah, for real. It's like they come back. All right, guys. Um, Lillian, can you please tell them to like and subscribe and listen? And Please like and subscribe to The Circuit. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing, so do it now. Do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks.